Hi, I'm Gary and this is episode 91 of EV Musings, a podcast about renewables, electric vehicles and things that are interesting to electric vehicle owners. On the show today, we'll be looking at the state of multi-unit rapid charging in the UK. Before we start, I wanted to remind all my listeners that I have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash evmusings. If you enjoy this content and want to support it, please head over there and sign up. You can start with any amount, but if you subscribe at the All Access or VIP level, you get early access to the podcast and extra post-credit sequences, where I talk about any number of usually EV-related things. All of this on top of Patreon-only episodes and blog posts. Thanks to Marcel Ward for being one of my top subscribers. Hope to meet up with you at an EV event this year sometime. Our main topic of discussion today is charging hubs. For the purposes of this podcast, I'm defining a hub as a charging location with four or more units co-located specifically to encourage multiple use and reduce redundancy in case of errors. Hubs generally are installed by a single charge point operator, although in the case of the electric highway slash grid server link, they're jointly owned but branded as electric highway. In addition, a hub may have specific facilities such as a canopy, seating, refreshments, toilets, However, if charges are installed at a location where these already exist, this doesn't necessarily make it a hub. If you listen to some doom mongers out there, you think that all we have are isolated, poorly maintained chargers sitting in car parks behind pubs or in hotel car parks. And while it's certainly accurate that there are many chargers in that situation, it's not always the case. More and more charge point operators are grasping the nettle and pushing forward with larger charging units with facilities and better ties to the main road networks. Indeed, there are certain CPOs whose whole business model is predicated on such a product. The beauty of a charging hub is that it provides you with two things you really need as an EV driver, reliability and redundancy. With all the best will in the world, if I get to a BP Pulse charger that's just one unit in a car park somewhere attached to a Holiday Inn, if that hotel is closed due to COVID and access is restricted, I'm potentially in trouble. Although I will have a backup charger just in case. You always have a backup charger, right? But if I stop at a motorway service area or a dedicated electric forecourt and there's a row of 6, 8, 12 or 24 chargers, I don't care if one or two of them are not working. I know I'll still get a charge and I won't have to wait. If there's some nice facilities nearby, you know, coffee, toilets, maybe somewhere to get food, that's an added bonus. And that's why hubs are something that I think are the way forward with EV charging. Don't get me wrong, there are disadvantages to hubs. They're more expensive to build, they're more expensive to run and these costs will need to be met somehow. And usually this is in the form of higher charging tariffs. And we'll see what different charge point operators charge for their hubs in a minute. But if you consider that in reality, a hub should be something that's used infrequently by an EV driver, on the whole, the additional cost should be acceptable. I know, I know, I know there are people who charge exclusively at rapid charges and for them it's expensive. But as Tom Callow said in our CPO episode, they have people doing 30 to 50,000 EV miles per year. And that's why they have a subscription service which reduces the cost per kilowatt hour for them. If you're turning up at a high powered unit once in a blue moon and paying contactless, you are going to pay more for your charge. Anyway, what I want to do today is to go through some of the more well-known charging hubs around the country and let you know that there's probably a lot more of them than you originally thought. So let's start with a pop quiz. How many charging hubs with four or more units do Instavolt have around the country? The answer's four one of which I used when Simon and I did our 1,000km trip around England, and we'll get to where they all are in a minute. So where exactly are all these hubs, who runs them, and what's there? Well, let's start with our good friends at Osprey Charging. They have one hub at the moment that they opened a car park in Stratford. 
It has six of their multi-head units which take CCS, CHAdeMO and, if you bring your own cable, AC. The cost is 36 pence per kilowatt hour. Because they're in a car park, they're undercover, so don't worry about getting wet if it rains. And one good thing about these chargers is that you don't have to pay for parking while you're charging, although you are limited to 90 minutes per stay. Those of you who prefer BP Pulse as your charging network of choice can avail themselves of the hub at Hammersmith in West London. This has four of the new 150 kilowatt chargers plus a legacy 50 kilowatt charger. All the units can be accessed via the app, the RFID card, or contactless with a payment card. The price you pay will depend on which method you use and the power of the charger, but it could be 15 pence a kilowatt hour or it could be 42 pence a kilowatt hour. You pay your money, you take your choices. Our friends at Instavolt have a number of charging hubs, as mentioned above. One is at Corley Services, and these are the new units with the fabulous display screen. They're part of the motorway service area on the M6, and they've been installed in both the northbound and the southbound locations. Seven units north side, eight units south side. Pricing is fixed at 35 pence a kilowatt hour, contactless only, and these are just a superb set of units despite having no canopy. The next Instavolt hub is at Stroud Park near Banbury. It's just off the M40 at Junction 11. Eight units with 100 kilowatt charging at 35 pence a kilowatt hour. There's also a Costa Coffee on site, no canopy on these either. If you're pootling around the Lake District, Instavolt have a number of locations around there. Most of them are double units, but in the car park of the booths in Kendall, there are four of the old type units in a little covered hub. Again, 35 pence a kilowatt hour. Simon and I use this on our 1000 kilometre drive around the country in his i3. It's attached to the booths, which has coffee and food, as well as some nice shopping in their stores. On a related topic, if anyone's feeling generous, next time they hit a booth store, I'm after the booth's loose leaf Earl Grey tea. Comes in a silver vacuum packed bag. Love it. Thank you. The last Instavolt hub is in Sheffield at the Starbucks in Chesterfield Road. I was there a couple of weeks back and it's also the location of a Yorkshire EV club meet back before lockdown. There are four of the older style units, although two of these are being replaced due to sinkage. However, the workman told me they're not taking the opportunity to upgrade them to the unit units, which is a bit of a shame. We now come to a relative newcomer in the market who has big ambitions. Motor Fuel Group, or MFG, are a company that owns a chain of 918 independent petrol stations across the UK. These petrol stations are linked to all the major big oil producers. SO, BP, Shell, Merco, Texaco and Jet, but are franchised out rather than run by the oil companies themselves. MFG have pledged £400 million towards the installation of thousands of new electric vehicle chargers. We'll talk about their ambitions in a short while, but for now let's look at their output. The MFG site at Crow Orchard in Wigan, which is a BP fuel station, has eight units, all 150 kilowatts under a canopy. The price isn't cheap at 39 pence a kilowatt hour, but these are brand new chargers in a handy location right next to the M6 at junction 27. They're also contactless, just swipe and go. The first site that MFG actually opened is at an SO station on the New Kent Road in South London. This has seven of the high-powered units under a canopy, as well as a Costa in the station itself. Again, 39 pence a kilowatt hour, swipe and go. A week or two back, MFG also announced the opening of their third hub. This one is in Dulwich, southwest London, just off the South Circular. Four units with a Greggs on site. A company I didn't expect to have a hub for some reason is Shell. Their recharge unit in Buckden near St Neots in Cambridge has four of the new Tritium CCS CHAdeMO 125 kilowatt units at no canopy and a little bit of an eye-watering 41 pence a kilowatt hour. Fastned, the Dutch company that has stated its intention to come over to the UK, currently has five sites in England, all in the northeast around Sunderland and Newcastle. 
Three of these sites are double unit locations, but the other two have a few more charges and qualify as hubs. The Westweir car park in Sunderland has six units with various connectors, AC, CCS and Chadamo, including two high power chargers that allegedly charge at 350 kilowatts. Although, as we infamously found out on this podcast, when Simon and I did our thousand kilometre journey around England, we stopped at this very charger and Simon got 35 kilowatts from it. Not so fast, Ned, indeed. A little bit further north in the centre of Newcastle, adjacent to St James's Park, the home of Newcastle United Football Club, Fastnet also have a site with six chargers. Two are 150 kilowatt CCS only units, the others are 50 kilowatt three connector units supporting CCS, Chadamo, and AC. Pricing on Fastnet is 39 pence kilowatt hour, regardless of the speed of charging. The next two hubs are ones I've kept to the last for a reason. We've talked before on this podcast about GridServe and their electric forecourt concept. So see episode 81 for our discussion with Sam Clark from GridServe. It's the daddy of all charging hubs and we'll rightfully keep that crown for quite a while. GridServe are predicated on opening custom-built charging hubs with multiple high-power chargers, Tesla superchargers, AC fast chargers, solar panels, on-site battery storage, and an amenities block with shops, toilets, meeting places, coffee and seating. The first one opened at the end of last year in Braintree in Essex. It has 36 units all told, including 350 kilowatt units, 125 kilowatt units, 22 kilowatt AC units and Tesla superchargers. The price is a fixed price of 24 pence a kilowatt hour. Uh, I've been there a couple of times and the facilities are absolutely excellent. GridServe recently bought a 25% stake in the electric highway, which is the charging network run by energy company Ecotricity. As part of that purchase, they made some promises regarding upgraded existing Ecotricity chargers. But what they've also done is helped fund a fantastic charging hub at the, M- at the M6 Rugby Services. This hub has 12 350 kilowatt chargers, six with Chadamo and CCS, six with CCS only, which are co-located alongside 12 Tesla superchargers. The price is 30 pence a kilowatt hour, contactless only, swipe and go. With it being a motorway service area, there are toilets, seating and a food court. Uh, what I like about these chargers is that they're obvious and they're in a really prominent position for people to see, but they're also not that close to the entrance that they'll get iced. So far we've looked at England, but Scotland were into this well before the rest of the United Kingdom were. Dundee, for example, is renowned for having numerous charging hubs. The Prince's Street hub has six rapids and 12 fast connectors. It's run by ChargePlay Scotland, and it currently costs 15 pence a kilowatt hour with a 38p fixed charge per session. This hub delivered over 24,000 charging sessions in its first year. The Queen Street hub has six rapids and eight fast connectors. The pricing is the same as everywhere that's run by ChargePlay Scotland. And finally, we have the Lockheed charging hub that has six rapids and eight fast connectors. That charging hub was used 1,747 times in April 2021 and it delivered a total of 17,868 kilowatt hours. The stadium hub at Falkirk was opened last year and has 10 rapids and 15 fast units. This charging hub was used 1,188 times in April 2021 and delivered a total of almost 25,000 kilowatt hours. Again, the pricing is the same as for other ChargePlay Scotland units. There are also hubs in Strathclyde and Kilmarnock with numerous units as well. However, ChargePlay Scotland recently changed supplier and managing the charging infrastructure in Scotland moved from Charge Your Car to Swarco. And this change takes place in July 2021. It's not envisaged that this will have an impact on the charging network. Although under the terms of the new contract, Swarco can raise or lower charging prices in Scotland considering they were totally free for several several years until quite recently and are now at 15 pence a kilowatt hour, I can see this going up in the short to medium term. 
So I can hear all my Tesla fanboys out there screaming at the device saying, what about the supercharger network? If you drive a Tesla, then you have a much larger range of hubs to talk about, as generally, most Tesla supercharger locations are equipped with four or more units. The biggest station in the United Kingdom has 24 units and it's at the Westfield Shopping Centre in Shepherd's Bush, London. Planning permission is in place for a 32-store supercharger in the Woodall Services southbound on the M1 and at the Gateway Motorway Service area at the bottom of the M1 in Edgware, North London. There are currently 24 supercharger locations with 12 or more stalls, and not many, however, have facilities or canopies over them. But if you're going to sit in your Tesla and play video games or watch YouTube on the car screen, that's hardly a problem now, is it? So, what's on the horizon? Well, remember we talked about GridServe? They have an ambitious plan to open 100 electric forecourts following a similar format to the Braintree one, which will come online by the end of 2025. At the moment, the Norwich East GridServe site is under construction and they're well advanced with planning for the site at Oakfield in East Sussex. They've also recently received planning permission for the Gatwick hub, which, be, which will be built in the airport grounds itself next door to the Marriott, as well as a hub at Gateshead near the stadium. And when I spoke with Sam Clark from GridServe about how quickly these will come, I worked out that 100 sites in five years means one every two weeks on average. So by now they should be opening something like their 12th location. But so far, there's still only one. Yeah, it, it's not quite as linear as that. So obviously we're, we're looking to do far, anywhere between five and seven this year. Uh, we spent a long time building the first one, I might add, and, and for very good reason. Um, some, some of which were external, extenuating circumstances such as the pandemic, but others were the fact that we needed to get it right. Um, and we put an awful lot of effort into getting it right because it's the first one. Um, we'll now wrap that up through this year and speed that process up. Um, so actually your, your maths um, works uh, even worse in our favour, really, in terms of the fact that we'll, we'll deliver five to seven of those sites this year. And therefore, that pushes the average up for the next four years uh, to even higher than that. But, but by, that, by the end of this year, we will have a, a very, very um, robust process for, for delivering these concurrently. Um, and at the, at the rate which, which enables us to reach that target. So we will definitely be, rather than putting all of our efforts into building one forecourt, uh, we'll be doing you know, multiple sites at the same time in order to reach that timeline. There's a lot of excitement for the electric forecourts, and, and why not? They're fabulous locations. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and forget about what else is coming soon. In 2021, the Motor Fuel Group, MFG, will build EV charging hubs at an additional 40 sites, offering over 200 ultra-rapid 150-kilowatt EV chargers. From 2022 onwards, the Falkord operator plans to build at least 50 additional EV charging hubs per year. Even if they only add four charges per unit, that's 200 new units every year just from MFG. Electric Highway, in partnership with GridServe, are looking to roll out new hubs at all motorway service areas across the UK. A further 6 to 12 of the all-new 350-kilowatt high-power chargers will be installed at all motorway service areas. Current planning permission includes Reading, Heston, Stafford North, Thurrock and Birch services. Incidentally, Tesla also have planning permission for pretty much all those motorway service areas as well. BP Pulse are rolling out charges at numerous non-franchised locations. However, the majority of these will be the two unit sites and this doesn't qualify as a hub in my opinion. They do, however, have planning permission for six units at the Hart Hill South service station in between Glasgow and Edinburgh on the M8. Fastned are adding a new hub in Oxford at the Redbridge Park and Ride, which is absolutely ideal and it's something I've said before, why not stick charges in at the Park and Ride, eh? Anyway, this is one of a slew of similar projects which include rapid, fast and superchargers at the same location. There will be 38 charges in total, of which 14 will be Fastned, 
12 will be Tesla 250 kilowatt ones, and presumably the rest will be 22 kilowatt AC units for those wanting to, you know, park and ride at the park and ride. I don't know the pricing, but presumably this will be along the same lines as the existing Fastnet pricing of 39 pence kilowatt hour. For those of you not familiar with Oxford, they discourage cars in the city centre and instead have several huge car parks on the outskirts served by regular quick buses into the city centre. Redbridge Park and Ride is literally a couple of hundred yards off the A34 on the southwest edge of Oxford. Osprey Charging, while only having one hub in the list at the moment, also have big plans. Ian Johnston from Osprey Charging told me, we don't really see a difference between hubs anymore. EV drivers expect redundancy. And so what was a hub in 2020 is now just a site. And this has been reinforced by the fact that as of today, Osprey Charging are in construction on five hubs, each with four to eight chargers at 75 to 175 kilowatt power. They've also secured high voltage substation grid connections for hubs on over 20 other sites currently in development. No word on where these sites are, although Ian posted a photo of the first four unit site on his Twitter account recently, and several replies seem to indicate that it might be in the crew area. When I started this, I didn't want to include hubs where the chargers were less than 50 kilowatt charge speed. However, Brent Cross Shopping Centre is going to install 236 chargers in their car park, and most of these will be 22 kilowatt AC chargers. They will all, these will all be managed by Franklin Energy and the chargers will be available to pay for on the ZapMap app using ZapPay. Recently, I also heard that York Council, much like Oxford Council, who are working on the Redbridge Park and Ride setup with Fastned, have committed to two charging hubs at their park and ride sites. Both the Monks Cross Park and Ride and the Poppleton Park and Ride will have four ultra-rapid 150 kilowatt and four rapid 50 kilowatt vehicle chargers. In addition to these, Monks Cross Park and Ride will get 30 fast charge points, presumably 22 kilowatt speed. Costs will be 25 pence a kilowatt hour, which is pretty good for the sort of power we're talking about there. I believe one of the ways they're able to do this is because they're using solar panels on the canopy and have 507 kilowatt hours of battery storage on site to presumably be charged at times of cheap electricity overnight. Lastly, our friends at Shell are doing something no other UK-based petrol giant has done, converted a whole fossil fuel filling station to EV charging. The EV-only hub, branded Shell Recharge, will feature up to 10 charging spaces with 150 kilowatt rapid chargers under canopies with solar panels. The hub's on the corner of Fulham and Landridge Roads, close to Fulham High Street, and it will also promise, you know, flower beds, grass-roofed convenience store, with a warm welcome, uh, sit-down area facilities, including free Wi-Fi, top-up shopping, coffee, breakfast, lunch, and takeaway meals, plus toilets. Now, I asked Tom Callow at BP Pulse if this was something BP would consider doing, and his response seemed to indicate that this is something that's actually less cost-effective than starting from scratch, especially if you include decommissioning the tanks and the other underground infrastructure. Ian Johnson from Osprey Charging also mentioned that the costs can be prohibitive when converting a petrol station. And that makes sense if you think about the fact that you need to dig up the forecourt to lay all the high-powered cabling, and this means you need to ensure all the underground fuel tanks, etc., have been decommissioned appropriately and safely. The regulations alone make it tedious, time-consuming and expensive. So, there you have it. When I started looking into hubs, I figured that there would be one or two around the area. I was pleasantly surprised when I found out not only how many there currently are, but also how many are planned or in development. Even then, I'm pretty sure I missed a couple of them. As we head rapidly towards the 2030 new fossil fuel vehicle sale ban, the key driver for EV adoption is for people to be able to turn up at a charger and ensure the units are plentiful and available. 
With smaller sites of two or fewer units, it will always be a lottery. With hubs of four or more units, and with the larger sites of eight plus units, this becomes a lot more reassuring for EV drivers, and it's to be welcomed with open arms. It's time for a cool EV or renewable thing to share with you listeners. After the success of its test drive program throughout 2020, where thousands of test drive slots were fully booked within hours of being made available, Polestar UK has opened a new test drive hub to meet demand. Situated in Milton Keynes, where else, the hub will give 7,000 consumers the opportunity to experience the Polestar 2 this year. They've got eight of the cars at the site, and you go in convoy around Milton Keynes, driving yourself to get to know the car and its operation. To quote Jonathan Porterfield from ecocars.net, Bums on seat, and that's the best way to get people into EVs. With the two other sites Polestar has for test drives, they should be able to send 28,000 people in a Polestar test drive this year. That's got to be good for EVs. And that's your show for today. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you want to contact me, please use the EV Musings Twitter account, Musings EV, or I can be emailed at evmusings at gmail.com. If you want to support the podcast and newsletter, please consider contributing to become an EV Musings patron. The link's in the show notes. If you want a quick reference ebook to read on your Kindle, I wrote a little something called So You've Gone Electric. It's available on Amazon worldwide for the measly sum of 99p or equivalent, and it's a great little introduction to living with an electric car. Links for everything we've talked about in the podcast today are in the description. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. It's available on iTunes, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review as it helps raise visibility and extend our reach in search engines. If you've reached this part of the podcast and you're still listening, thank you. Why not let me know you've got to this point by tweeting me at MusingsEV with the words hubba hubba, hashtag if you know you know. Nothing else. Thanks as always to my co-founder Simon. You know, he told me he wants to diversify and start a business building eco-friendly rabbit hutches. Solar panels, full insulation, the whole nine yards. He's going to sell them to rich eco-warrior animal lovers. I told him it should be easy to knock those out at a rate of a couple of dozen a week. He told me... Yeah, it, it's not quite as linear as that. So obviously we're, we're looking to do far, anywhere between five and seven this year. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.